podcast. So a number of Christians start the year very hopeful and sooner or later they start getting frustrated again because they get stuck in the same patterns and they feel like their Christian life isn't improving. Now, how do we get out of that cycle? You may try different things and you may have different plans for fixing all these things, but it's actually just a very simple thing you have to do if you can improve that one thing your christian life and generally your life will improve and that one thing is improving or growing in your knowledge and understanding of god if you can do that all the other things will get sorted out so how do you do that well stick around and we're going to do we're going to learn how to do that by learning very simple things or stopping very simple habits that we are used to as christians things we need to learn to change and if we can do that our knowledge and understanding of God will improve greatly and then with that will come our own improvement in our lives and our relationships. So stick around. This is the 830 podcast. objectives i thought it would be a good idea to restart the year with the basics so it's a new year and we are already in the second month sadly most new year resolutions have already fallen away by now top of the list for most christians is to improve their spiritual lives and generally become better people all around it's always on the list somewhere but we sooner or later fall into the same patterns and the year blows by and we hope the next year. Now without improving our knowledge and understanding of God, there is very little we can do to change our overall outlook for our spiritual lives or for our everyday activities everything we do there's very little we can do to change the overall outlook of our lives and this is what affects everything else so how can we fix this well in this episode and the next two episodes i will address three things or three habits that prevents us from really understanding god's word okay hold on now you're wondering how is improving my life got to do with God's word or my resolutions and all of that. Now let's let's link them. A poor understanding of God's word leads to us developing wrong beliefs and these lead to wrong practices which eventually leads to us having things in our lives we don't want or not achieving what we want to achieve etc. For example, if you believe that as a Christian, you are entitled to be rich or entitled to riches. It may affect, for example,
for example how hard you work how diligent you are especially if you don't know what the bible has to say about diligence and god's promises and all of that you may think that well as a, i'm a child of god all i have to do is claim some promises and god will make me rich and so you will not apply yourself like everybody else or if you are in school you think well i can pray and god will give me all my desires so i don't really have to study or it may affect how you apply yourself in studies because you think well i'm praying i'm doing god's word and i believe that i must put god first the bible says seek ye first the kingdom of god so if you have that understanding it will affect how you study or it can affect how you study and how you prioritize because you don't you haven't made that step to understand the differences between applying yourself in school and also applying yourself to to the things of god you've not been able to distinguish them and you've matched them all together and so you are not studying as hard as you think and as a child of god you're probably not doing well in your academics and you think well i'm praying and i'm doing all the things that god wants me to do how come i'm not um, succeeding in my academic life so th th these are simple examples of how wrong belief or believing wrongly can lead to eventually getting wrong things happen to us or the getting the not getting the results we want in our lives and we think well i'm a child of god why is this happening to me why am i not getting this or why am i not getting that why is the unbeliever getting this and getting that all of this come to us understanding what god's word really teaches and us applying it well because as the saying goes right teaching leads to right believing which leads to right behavior so to get to right behavior we have to go all the way back to the input and that is learning god's word correctly so without wasting my time let's get right into it in this episode i'm going to share the first thing the main thing that really the habit that really prevents us from learning and growing as christians as we study the bible and that is what i have titled premature attribution so in this year as you study the bible as you read through the bible avoid premature attribution what do i mean what i mean by premature attribution is this don't be quick to apply the story or the scenario whatever it is you see in the bible to yourself or don't be quick to insert yourself in the story it, now let's look at why this is bad it prevents you from learning from the past or what you are intended to learn romans 15 4 in romans 15 4 paul says that for everything that is written in the past was written to teach us so that through the endurance taught in the scriptures the encouragement they provide and the encouragement they provide we might have hope again paul says a similar thing in first corinthians 10 11 he says that these things happened to them as examples to us they were written down to warn us who live at the end of the age now paul is talking here about all the things you have at this time in the old testament and how it benefits his readers and paul is saying that these things are written for us to learn from the past 
when you read the Bible and you quickly insert yourself in the story, you almost always prevent yourself from learning from the story itself because you made the story about you. And so you're not letting the story flow so that you can learn from someone's mistake or someone's um, experience or anything like that. You've just converted someone's story into your story, which is not the case. And so you are no longer learning from that experience. Now, that is really bad. It prevents us from learning anything from people's experiences, which is what Paul says is there for those things are written for us to learn from them and as a warning to us or sometimes to help us learn about God and all of that. Two, it also limits our view of God. Because we insert ourselves into the story quickly, we are not able to take a step back and see what God is doing in the story we are reading or how does the story teach us about the character of God and all. we are not able to see that because we all we're thinking is seeing ourselves in the story now to make this easy I'm going to use an example I love using a story from Jeremiah we all know the story so I'm just going to use that story Jeremiah 29 most people know Jeremiah 29 11 so let me read this for I know the plans that I have for you declares the Lord plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Most people read this passage or this verse and they insert themselves into it and they go like, God has a plan to prosper me and to give me a hope and a future and all of that and they just apply it to themselves. And the reason why this is sad is that once you do that, you don't learn anything again. If you keep inserting yourself in every story, okay, so what do you do when the story is bad? Do you insert yourself also in that story? A good example, the same Jeremiah. What do you do to Jeremiah 6, verse 1? It says that, flee for safety, people of Benjamin. Flee from Jerusalem. Sound the trumpets in Tekoa. Raise the signal over Beth Hakarim. For disaster looms from the north, even terrible destruction okay uh, verse 2 says i will destroy daughter of zion so beautiful and delicate okay how do you apply this to yourself so what most christians do is they just skip it they don't read this passage at all so you don't benefit from the entire jeremiah 6 because all you are used to is inserting yourself in the stories you read or if you get to verse 21 of Jeremiah 6 which says therefore this is what the Lord says I will put obstacles before these people parents and children alike will stumble over them neighbors and friends will perish okay when you read this what do you do do you insert yourself into it and say God is talking to you and saying that he's going to put an obstacle between you and your friends and and your neighbors will perish most people don't know what to do with this because they have this habit of all they know is they want to insert themselves into the story and say that this story is talking about me this is me and just directly apply the what is being said to to themselves and so they can only do that or only want to do that for where the bible says nice things 
like Jeremiah 21, Jeremiah 29, 11. I know the plans I have for you and all of that. You are happy, you are fuzzy, and you apply it to yourself and you, you, you walk away. But the reality is, both Jeremiah 6 and Jeremiah 29 are not talking to you or myself. They are not talking to us directly. Jeremiah 29, if you start from chapter verse 1, it says, this is the text of the letter that the prophet Jeremiah sent to Jerusalem to the surviving elders among the exiles and to the priests. And it goes on and on. So this is a letter written by the prophet to the people. So you just read it as it is. This is Jeremiah writing to the people of Israel. So try and understand the story from that perspective. This is God talking to the children of Israel. And he says that he has a plan for them, um, a plan to prosper them, a plan not to harm them, and all of that. But even better, if you go to the verse 10 of Jeremiah 29, it says this. This is what the Lord says. When 70 years are completed for Babylon, I will come to you and fulfill my good promises to bring you back to this place. For I know, now we go to the 11th. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, and it goes on and on. So God is telling the people that after 70 years, he will come back and fulfill his promise. You have to understand the story in the context of the children of Israel, not in your context. The children of Israel, first of all, God had taken them into exile. Now, there's something you can learn from that. They did something wrong and God punished them and God took them to, to, to exile in Babylon. And God says, after 70 years, I'll bring you back because I have good plans for you. Now, we've understood this without inserting ourselves into the story. And that's how we have to do, we have to study the Bible. We don't immediately jump ourselves into a story and start saying, this is about us. If we do that, you will not learn anything from the Bible or you will learn very little from the Bible because a lot of the stories in the Bible are not directly applicable to you and they are not directly addressed to you. So you have to learn the story in its original context. Who is being spoken of? Who is speaking? What is being said? Why is being said? And learn it like that. Afterwards, then you can pick some lessons. So what are some of the questions to ask? When you're reading first of all ask this question what does this teach me about god now let's apply this question to our passage of jeremiah again we see that in this 11 god said for i know the plans that i have for you declares the lord but what's the context the context as i earlier said is the people sinned god punished them by sending the book to come and capture all of them take them into babylon and god is saying that after 70 years i will come back for you so what does this teach me about god that god is faithful even when i misbehave and he punishes me or to to even do it properly look at it as how it happens in the life of the children of israel god is faithful to them that's his character he's faithful to them to the extent that even when they misbehaved he punished them but he still promised to come back for them he still promised to bring them back and to fulfill his promises that he gave them so 
it teaches me something about God's faithfulness. See, I'm learning this without putting my, myself in the story. So I'm learning about God, that God is faithful. I'm also learning that God does punish sin. So his own people, the Israelites, he punished them after he warned them several times to turn from their wicked ways. He punished them. So by not inserting myself in the story, I'm able to learn more about God which is helpful for me because God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So I'm learning that God is faithful. That's one. Two, God hates sin. Three, God punishes sin. And God will restore me after a while, even when he punishes me. So I've learned all these things about God without inserting myself in the story. If I just inserted myself in the story, all I will pick is that, God says he has a plan for me and, and and he will prosper me and all of that which may or may not even apply to me in my current circumstance but I just make myself happy and I walk away but by looking at the story in this context I've learned about four things about God that he's faithful he hates sin he will punish sin and he will forgive me of my sin eventually if I if I repent and all of that. So I've learned all these things. Things I would not have learned if I just inserted myself into the story. Now, another thing I can also ask is, what does this teach me about myself or about the human character? So again, if I look at the story, I, I can see that it is God who is punishing the children of Israel. And that teaches me something. This is the same children of Israel that God has been faithful to. And they are faithful to God and if I look at my own life I can see that yes sometimes God is faithful to me but I'm not faithful to God and I can learn from it that this what this was the outcome of them not remaining faithful to God so I need to be faithful to God I need to do the things that God wants me to do that's something I can learn by observing remember what Paul said these things were written to serve as a warning to us or that we can also learn from them so i'm learning this as a warning that i have to remain faithful to god because god is always faithful to me so i've learned this without having to insert myself into the story but i can see how they behaved and what the uh, consequence was for them and i can then see how i can apply that to myself without having to insert myself and to think that god is speaking to me directly which is not the case because then if I go to um, the other one, Jeremiah 6, I can apply these same principles because I certainly don't want to say that this applies to me. I will put obstacles be before these people. I don't want that to be me. Our parents and children alike will stumble over them and neighbors and friends will perish. I don't want to insert myself there and most people will not insert themselves in anywhere that there is something bad like this but again by applying the same principles of what does this teach me about God this will teach me that God hates sin like I, I mentioned and he will punish sin and this is and he and it also teaches me that he also gives us fair warning he gives us a lot of warning read the Bible is filled with warnings that don't do this this will be the consequence don't do that so God gives us a lot of warning before he even goes ahead to um, punish us or do anything like that God gives us a lot of warning so I'm learning 
these things from these passages which if I were to simply do the premature attribution just jump myself or push myself into the story one I will find it very difficult to find any use for Jeremiah 6 because there's no way I can insert myself in there the entire chapter is God talking look an army is coming I can't insert myself so what most Christians tend to do is to skip over these passages they don't pick anything at all from them now what are some of the things we have to avoid so some Christians when they get to passages where they can't do anything with because all they know is just attributing everything to themselves what they tend to do is to allegorize that is turn everything into a symbol for example if you, they get to Jeremiah 6 they say okay look um, an army is coming from the north they're just going to say okay something is going to happen or they say um, in Jeremiah 29 it talks about Babylon they'll say okay maybe Babylon is your workplace or something they just convert the story into symbols and they try to interpret like that just go with the story avoid allegories the Bible has allegories there are some things the Bible says that are symbols and those when you see them you will know them you don't this is a literal story about God punishing the children of Israel so just take it like that and try and learn from the story don't convert everything into an allegory or convert everything to some symbol and try and apply it to yourself so if Babylon is a difficult place then Babylon is your work or Babylon is your career or Babylon is your marriage or your school or something don't do that just learn the story as it is and try and pick a lesson or lessons from it as 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 that would have it and also another thing to avoid is converting experiences into doctrine so for example in 2910 it says that this is what the law says when 70 years are completed for Babylon I'll come to you don't do this some Christians read this and they go like 70 years are completed it means we must do 70 days fasting or we must sow a seed of 70 cities or 70 dollars or 70 pounds or whatever don't do that there is nothing in there God is saying that 70 years for the children of Israel he's going to come and redeem them that's the story don't take that and make some doctrine out of it that that 70 for you means 70 days of fasting or 70 dollars seed sowing or something don't do that just go with the story the story is very simple just go with that don't convert the experiences and some of the terms there into doctrines when the Bible doesn't do that just go with the story as it is 70 years God is going to rescue them it doesn't mean that also for you 70 years or 70 days or 70 dollars is going to bring a rescue for for from God on your behalf so don't let someone tell you well you have to sow a seed of 70 dollars and God will come and rescue you don't do that that's not what the story here is saying you have to go with the story as the story is unfolding in the Bible not don't convert or don't let anyone convert some of these experiences into weird doctrines um, for you to believe because like I said if you believe wrongly it will affect how you understand and that will affect how you behave because you would go and sow a seed of $70 or something 
believing that it means God is going to come and rescue you. When that passage makes absolutely no promise of God coming to rescue you after sowing a seed of $70. This is God saying, 70 years, I will come and rescue the children of Israel from Babylon. What you can learn from this is that God is faithful. And when he himself sets something in motion, he has a time scale by which he will complete it or reverse it or do something. So it teaches you something about God. But let's not convert it into some weird doctrine or, or something like that. That's not what the Bible is saying. So when is it a good practice to attribute something? Because yes, we can do some attribution. But we have to be careful. We have to know if it actually fixes us before we can do some direct attribution. Now, I'll give you an example from Romans. Romans chapter 8. Now, if you read Romans 8, um, anything in Romans 8, let's say Romans 8, um, 7. It says that the mind governed by the flesh is hostile to God. It does not submit to God, nor can it do so. It says, those who are in the realm of the flesh cannot please God. So all these things are te telling us about those who are in the realm of the flesh, those who are not believers, those who um, do not follow God versus those who follow God. Okay, so we are learning about two types of people. Verse 10 says, but if you are in Christ, then even though your body is subject to death because of sin, the spirit gives life because of righteousness. So the question is, are you in Christ? If you are in Christ, then what Paul is talking about applies to you. Because Paul is saying, it's talking about those who are in Christ. Verse 12 of 8 says, Brothers and sisters, we have an obligation, but it is not to the flesh. Okay, so here Paul is saying we. How can we know if this we applies to, am I part of the we Paul is talking about? Well, yes you are. Because if you go to the chapter 1 of Romans, Paul says in the 7, verse 7, that this letter is written to all in Rome who are loved by God and called to be his holy people. So Paul is saying that he's addressing those who are in Rome specifically, but then he's also addressing those who are called, who are loved by God and called to be his holy people. Short form is Christians. So are you a Christian? If you are a Christian, and these things Paul is saying, when Paul says we, he's talking about himself and you, yourself included, because he's talking, although he's specifically talking to the those in Rome, the Christians in Rome, he's generally also talking to all Christians because we are all loved by God and we are all called to be his holy people. So in this case, when you read the we and the you and all of that, you can see that some of it applies to you. But again, if you you read the context well you will be able to tell if this applies to you or it doesn't because sometimes there will be a you in there or a we in there that does not apply to you the reader but sometimes Paul will say we when he's talking about himself and the other apostles so the context will help you know if this is something that applies to you or not but even if it doesn't apply to you again going by the earlier things we learned what does this teach me about God? What does this teach me about human character? These things are things that will always apply. And all we can do as Christians when we go into the Bible is to really want to learn about God. 
want to know what God has to say. What does he have to say about himself? What does he have to say about us? What does he want us to do? What does he not want us to do? These are things we want to go into the Bible for. And if we do that, we can always find these things in any passage we read. Character, something about God, something about humanity, what God wants us to do, what God doesn't want us to do, what God wants us to know. Those are things we can find in every passage. So once we use these principles or these techniques, every passage of the Bible is open to us. We will not find ourselves ourselves restricted to certain passages because some other passages do not make sense to us. So that's what we have to do. It's one of the key things that is hindering our understanding of the Bible as Christians. And like I said, this is one of three. And so in the next episodes, I'm going to do the other two and we are going to put these together and really help us change how we understand our, our Bible. So it will help us really grow in understanding. It will help us enjoy our Bible study a lot more because we will learn a lot of things we were not even seeing were in the Bible. But we will start to see them because we are thinking differently about how we understand the Bible. So thank you for listening to me. My name is Kingsley Say. I'll see you in the next episode. This has been the 830 Podcast.